Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. Once again, every year now, this is going to be a yearly thing. We're here with the one and only Top 100 talk <laughs> show in the country, El Senor Rick Smith. How are you doing, Rick? I am good, Egberto. Thanks for taking having me on. Well, you know, it's over, I, I, I guess it's a little bit under a year because the last time we met was in August last year at the Netroots in Pittsburgh. Now it's one year. What, what, what has happened in that one year that merits talking about? Oh, geez. I mean, what a year we've had. I mean, I look at, I'm going to look at the positives. Yes. Because I think, you know, Joe Biden has been doing such a great job. You know, we got that infrastructure bill. You got the IRA. You got stuff that is being done. We're now seeing that money that was passed. Right. Getting out into communities. You know, I drove here from Pennsylvania, so we, we drove the entire way from, uh -huh. from central Pennsylvania to Chicago. And all of the construction and all of the time I had to wait in traffic yes. and all of the things that I blame Joe Biden. Joe Biden did that. But it's, it's bringing jobs, But bro. it's bringing jobs and it's going to make our infrastructure better. It's going to make us more competitive. It's going to give us opportunities of the future. This is building and investing in this country where the last guy talked about it. And you know this, yes. Trump talked, it was infrastructure every week. Every they had week. such great, they were great photos. Yes. My favorite is him with the little truck, <laughs> you know, with the hard, little hard hat and the yeah. shovel. Every week was a photo op for infrastructure week, but he never did anything. Yeah. And that really was indicative of the entire Trump administration. Right. Lots of talk, lots of big talk. Yes. Lots of the best talk. Yes. The best words. Yes. But no action. Yeah. Uh, Biden, no words. And, you know, look, I, the guy can't get a sentence out. Yeah. But he's doing the work. Jelly Bucket Joe is showing up and showing us that he's, he can get things done. Now, let me ask you the, the real question here, though. Now that you started off with Joe Biden and how good the infrastructure bill is working. And it's not only the infrastructure bill that's bringing in jobs. We also have the, the, the one that the brings chips the, chip, bill, the chips sure. bill. And that's doing that's going to make a huge difference as far. But you know what bugs me about that, Rick? Do tell. Well, no, not only that. Let me tell you what. Check this out. We have corporations, capitalist corporations that tell you, you know, let the market take care of all these things. Yeah, and yeah. They, they market overseas. After they market overseas, or rather they build overseas, the supply chain gets screwed because of things that they should have foreseen that they didn't foresee. And now we pay to bring this stuff back to America. Why isn't it the uh, profit motive Man, allows I you to take risks? Man, I am so with you on this, but here's the reality. Yeah. If we don't, it doesn't happen. I this, agree. In this moment. And, and this is where I've had to swallow my pride in mm -hmm. this because I'm with you. Right. I, originally, I'm like, why are we giving corporate America money? Right. We, we paid them to leave, and now we're paying them to come back. Right. At the end of the day, what I think Biden is doing, and the, and the, bigger than just the bills that right. were passed, right. is putting us on a different path. You know, we've been through neoliberalism for the last 50 years. Right. Supply side voodoo Reaganomics has been the, the core of our economic principles for the last 40 right. years. I think Biden's moving us away from that, back to the old ideals of FDR and, and an active government investing and spending money to create jobs. I think that's important. And it's a shift of mindset. It's a shift of yes. pu public policy. It's away from government is the problem to government can, can be, be part, part of, the, of solution. the solution. Now, let me ask you, do you think that's the reason why he went? Because a lot of people thought it was a mistake for him to label what we have now biting. And I, I'm all in favor of it. he labeled it because he I, wants to say this is a new way of doing it. We don't want supply side anymore. And I don't know. He I don't think to, he did it. Uh, but he has to convince me, first of all, that he is really not going to get away from the neoliberalism. 
He hasn't convinced no, me no, yet. No, his, his Senate start. record is is right there. Yes. I mean, no, the reality is he was he a was in the heart of yes. the DLC Clinton yes. era yes. neoliberalism. But as president, what I have seen him do right. is moving away from that. And that's what, again, I, I am. Let me tell you, first of all, as a very progressive guy, likely more progressive than you are, I found that I am very happy with uh, compared to what I expected out of Biden. I'm like extremely happy. He was my fourth choice. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, you, I, you scare me, man. No, he was my fourth choice. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was bad. Okay. No, I, I look, and, and I said at the end of the day, he was mm -hmm. my fourth choice. He was. Right. He's. You know, got through the primaries. He was the president. Now the job was, and this is the job of politics as a whole. Right. We are never going to get the perfect candidate. Exactly. We're never going to get. I don't agree with myself 100 percent of the time. Oh boy, that's how am I going to find that, a wait, politician? Wait, that, that is concerning. Now that is concerning. All right, that's concerning. But I, I I'm with you. I'm with no, you. No, how am I going to find a politician yeah. that I'm going to agree with 100 percent of the time? Right. This purity test stuff that we keep throwing out is ridiculous yeah. because we end up getting. Uh, oh, I'm not going to vote for Hillary. Right. So what do we get? You we see, got a maniac. It, it, but, you know... It, we could have moved Hillary. Yes, yes. So for me, it's you get someone in there who is movable, you get someone in there who's willing to listen, and then you organize people to say, no, you know what, this is what we want. And we've forgotten this in this country. We've got savior mentality. Right. When Obama became president, everyone's, he's the savior, he's going right. to do all this stuff. He didn't do much right. of anything. Yeah. Because we stopped pushing. You know, you remember the first thing that occurred with Obama... OFA somehow disappeared. You remember OFA was a big thing. I was a, I was against OFA from the beginning. Yeah. I'll tell you why. As a labor guy, uh -huh. the strength that labor has right. is you it, it, it's it people. competing with OFA? Or? Oh, it's absolutely. It was okay. it OFA was created mm -hmm. to take those labor activists and internalize them in the campaign. Right. So that they could get away from labor. Oh, I, I truly really, believe you that. Actually believe because that. that's whether it whether it was intended or, or the not. Consequences. It's saying. what happened. Well, I mean, I'll give that it's the consequences, but then I'm going to tell you something. I think when Obama went into office, I always talk about there's a president and then there's a presidency, and the presidency has a hell of a lot more pull than the president. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he suffered from the presidency, and also he suffered from being the first black president and having to. There are things that Biden can get away with and do that Obama just couldn't do. And I, I know you probably would squirm at that, but I honestly think... I'm trying to think of what that would look like. Because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about all of my listeners in, in very red communities right. who Biden can do no right. Exactly. So, you know, he tripped over a sandbag. But it's not about... It's not about I'm not talking about Republicans at all. Okay. I'm talking about Democrats. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about Democrats that will that will give Biden a pass on certain things that wouldn't give Obama a certain pass. We can that, no, no, that's I, debatable. I, that's no, no, debatable. I, I don't want to debate that. I yeah, mean, but I'm sure it probably is with some. Right. For I, me, I'm a policy guy. I my problem with Obama is I shook the man's hand twice. Right. He looked me in the eye and said, "Rick, we're going to get the Employee Free Choice Act or something better," and we didn't even discuss it. Well, and and that's that's my problem. I, we can also say that with the the uh, immigration bill, right? Sure, all of that. So, I mean, uh, there are a lot of things. That's because that's we didn't organize enough. Right, exactly. That's because we we went home. We had to push them. That's the reality. I mean, you go back to the FDR years. There were people in the streets. Mm -hmm. The National Labor Relations Act didn't just happen. Right. The National Labor Relations Act was a peace treaty. Right. Because workers were tearing this country apart right. brick right. by brick because they were hungry. Right. Because they were being abused in the workplace because right. they were being cheated. This, this, the reason I love events like this is because these are where the activists yes. are. These are the people who are going to be in the streets. 
So we need those people in the streets to rile folks up, get them marching. We got to shut stuff down. You got to right. shut stuff down. But you got to force politicians who are just tools. They're not saviors. Right. They're not heroes. They're not visionaries. They're tools mm-hmm. to get what we the people need. And we got to think back like, like you know, that again. It's interesting I, I, when you mentioned about we, we, we fell off the after Obama. We looked at him as a savior and think he's going to do everything. Biden, the one thing I can say about the Progressive Caucus and Biden is that behind the scenes, they've been working yeah. very, very hard with Biden. And, and they let Biden know, we'll have your back, but you got to have ours too. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's, and that, that's how politics works. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you stop and think about every advancement forward. It was the people pushing it. Right. It was the it was the it was the fear of we're going to throw the bums out. Yeah. And the Republicans don't fear this anymore. Oh, They've no. gerrymandered things so badly that Republican votes don't matter because I know Republicans who are not thrilled with Trump. Mm-hmm. I know Republicans who aren't thrilled. The fact that the, the Republicans who control the House of Representatives have no idea of how to govern or where to take this right. country. All they know is division. And hey, look at me. Look how crazy I am. Woohoo! That's what they know. <laughs> I mean, it's true, though. That's it's it. True. It's true, you know, today, this morning I did my Houston show um, from, from a hotel room, man, live. But uh, this caller called in and he said, uh, you know, there's, what's his name that's running for against, for running for the Green Party now? I can't remember. Oh, Professor Cornell West. Cornell West, right? And he brought him up and I said, look, I'm going to tell you something about privilege. And this is what I mean about privilege. Those folks who can support Cornell West, it's not that they're bad people. But in a lot of ways, I think you can be a bit short-sighted. And why is that? Because the people are going to hurt. The, the people that can say, well, we'll just, we're just going to stick it to him. Yeah. To, you know, we'll stick it to him. But the folks that really hurt are the ones who went ahead and they continued to, you know, they went ahead and they, they voted for Biden because they thought, I have to take the, the best of the choices that I got here. Well, you did. You took your fourth choice, you know. And I think he got it at the end. But I think what we have to get across is, Look, we would love there to be more parties and better choices, and but we don't have that. Right. And we can't sacrifice. We can't sacrifice those people who, because you know, look. To be frank, if Trump Trump won, you're fine. Trump won, I'm fine. But there are a group of folks in the ghettos. In my thing, I said the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia, and you understand the stereotype there. Yeah, poor right. people. Poor people. They don't get they don't get that opportunity. So we have to we are the ones who always have to be looking out for those folks on the Green Party front. Look, I don't have a I, I, I love the fact that there's somebody out there pushing their agendas. Right. And in a, in a state like Illinois, like where we are, does it matter if one percent of the people vote for the Green Party? In, not in no. not there. But in a swing state like Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or Wisconsin or yeah. Michigan, you know, this is where this is where I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, ranked choice voting and right. runoff voting, whatever you want to call that. Um, so that you can vote your conscience right. and then vote what's in your best interest. Right. You know, that's that's part of this. But in, in places where, you know, it, truly the you know, before the votes are even cast, we know which the way the right. state's going. That's great. Uh, but I fear, you know, Cornell West is the next Joe Stein, is the next Ralph Nader mm-hmm. in very isolated, small spaces could play spoiler. Yeah. No, and uh, and I like Cornell West. No, I, I, I like, think he's look, I, I think he's a I, his rhetor- I have spoken rhetorically to he's, the, he's, he's I, great. Yeah, I love Cornell. And that's what you know, I was talking to uh, to my friend and I said before I went on air, I said the problem with Cornell is, you know, he's smart and all of that. He's smart for a lot of us, but the problem is a lot of you ever tried to throw Cornell in certain places to talk? They don't understand what the hell he's saying. And it's because, I'm not allowed to say that. Why aren't you allowed <laughs> no, to say no, that? No, 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 that gets me canceled. <laughs> 
we're gonna have to stop that bull. You know that, right? No, I do, and, that, and that's a problem you with know where we're we are. Stop that, right? No, no. Like I don't play in a lot of audiences because, either. But 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 here's the thing about it. I, I speak about everybody. Right. I don't care if you're white, black, blue, Chinese, or whatever. I'm going to talk about it. That's why I guess I'm a, a loner, you know. But anyhow, no, no, no. I, I I agree with you, and this is where yeah, this is where I, I I'm with you on the on the fact that we should be having conversations yeah. that we're not. We're we're still at the base, right? We can't get to the apex until we get through all the minutia of the bottom. But then also we also have to have the sacrificial lands that are going to actually test those waters so that others can defend. When you look at me and tell me, well, you can say that I can't. I'm like, uh, no, no. If you happen to say it and somebody give you hell, give me a call and I'll say, no, you, you got the cred. You know, no, I, but we no, have we, to, I ran into this yesterday. There. I ran into this yesterday. Two people were talking in front of me and one person was trying to make a point and this other person uh, was, was a, a, of a minority mm-hmm. uh, status. And, and that person took offense by what this other person was saying. And, and I don't believe that the person who said it was trying to be offensive. And, they were just inarticulate. Right. And there wasn't a moment to go, hey, you know, I, I, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't like what you said. It was cut off and run. Yeah, and again, that that is you, you know, that's where somebody like me comes in, right? Because even if you if you listen to my show in Houston, we get a lot of that. And I, I like people to be impolite in 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 when they're saying th- if they, they think they're impolite. I like people to not go, to say what if people don't start saying what's on the inside, you can never correct what's on yeah. the you can never correct it. So no, I want people to talk, and I, I don't, I, you know, when folks come on, you get a break because you're Rick Smith, and uh, <laughs> you are rated on the top, uh, the, the top five progressive shows in the top 100, which is the only five progressive shows in the top 100. Since you're there, you get a pass. But when people come on my show, and and uh, if a white guy come on my show and look at me like, well, I can't say that. I'm gonna say BS. What is it that you mean, brother? You no, what I mean is, me. look, you know, in my in my community, I look, I live in a. Right. I grew up in an all black neighborhood. I was the, the white kid in the black neighborhood. We played this neat game called Chase the White Kid and Beat the right. Crap Out of Her. <laughs> uh, and I, I joked that I, you know, up until I was 13, I was half black. The, uh-huh. other, the other half clearly blue. Yeah. Uh, because I was beaten up so much. But yeah. I now live in a predominantly white neighborhood of, you know, you know solidly middle class. And in that rural community, right. you know, Cornell West, very, I live in, in central Pennsylvania. Okay. The joke about where I live is, you're uh, in Appalachia, man. No, no, we're in we're in central Pennsylvania. We're okay. Uh, James Carville. Okay, James Carville. James Carville okay, said about it. Pennsylvania, you got Pittsburgh on one end, Philadelphia in the middle, right. Philadelphia on the other end, and Alabama in, in the, the middle. middle. So <laughs> I'm in, in the Alabama. I'm in the Alabama section. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're still fighting the Civil War in my yeah. neighborhood in a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, now, what are you doing to solve that? Because you you the guy. Oh, that I'm doing. Get I started doing this radio show. Okay, good. I started doing a, a incredibly progressive, labor focused, right? Um, you know, diverse program, right? In the middle of Central Pennsylvania, 18 well, years commendations ago. Commendations on that, brother. And, exactly. And, and look, you know, the reality is, is we have to be able to have these conversations. Yes. And understand, you know, rural America. I don't believe. Th- I don't believe that they're outwardly racist. I think that they're painted a lot of that in, in a lot of ways. And when it's shoved at them, then they they, they recoil and defend. Look, I don't think they mean, uh, there's part of me goes, I don't think they outwardly mean to. I just think it's their environment yeah. and the people they surround with. But there's there's hope there. And I have hope for people. You and I spoke race the first time we spoke. And you had said something that, you know, I, I, I thought about later on because I looked at you and I said, no, race is a social structure and all these things. And, and I, was, I, was, I was given the top level thing and you were trying to say, ah, oh, no, well, no, there are people that, that, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't work with. And, and I, I still stick with that 
method. I still think that, and I, I'm, I'm saying that based on my personal experiences and how I reach sure. country folk, rural folk, right. that, you know, they, after, they, after they break the wall as far as being able to talk to me, uh, I break them down. And they sit down and they're, they're like, uh, you know, I think, I never thought about it that way. No, no, once you presented it, and, and, and they don't that, feel that, they're being attacked. Right, that, that's the discussion that you saw with that, those two, the white chick right. and the, the black chick or whatever, whoever it was, right? Uh, if I were, if I, if I were there, I usually, I, I kind of butt into it. Yeah, I, I stayed out of that. I, I know you stayed out <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, that's why I, I, like, I usually don't, I'm not trying to defend either party. I just try to say, consider this. Right. You know, and, and it generally works. It, it was it, over before I got any, yeah. I got, in, I got to know what was going on. Yeah. But you're right. And this is where, you know, I think someone like Cornell West, you mm -hmm. know, can be. Right. Um, a, a barrier breaker. Right. But I think in a lot of communities, and, and this is uh, probably going to get me canceled now. Thanks. Like no, no, no. It won't get uh, but in, in a lot of communities, his appearance is going to be something that's going to. Right. That's going to be that barrier. It, and and we, we got to get back. Look, my appearance in a lot of places is a yeah. barrier. Well, you know, old white, old too. white, old straight white guy doesn't play in a lot of spaces right. on the Democratic side. You know, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I tell you what, I, I tell you what, an old white guy told me when we went to a Democratic meeting, he, he looked at me and he said, Egberto, I want to say this. You know me very well. You know who I am. But I can't go up and say that because those black women are going to do X, Y, Z to me. You know what? I looked at him and I said, get your ass up there. Sorry. And say it. And let me tell you, and I'll have your back. And let me tell you why. Because the problem is, and, and, and even if you get flack, I don't want to hear about it. Because I get a lot of flack in a lot of places yeah. that I go to. And I take it and I keep pushing. Yeah. You do the same damn thing. Take it like a man. Take it like a man. Oh, wait, wait, wait that's sexist, man. <laughs> Can't what's, do that? what's wrong? What's wrong? You're sexist. I, 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 no, no, but yeah, that, yeah. that is, you this know. Is, this is old white guy. Yeah, yeah. And this is the problem. And mm -hmm. this is this is where, you know, I've talked about this a lot. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be sexist. Right. No, but you, we I'm, are I'm to not, some extent, right? Look, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I'm right. a creature of, of where I grew up and, and the era I grew right. up in. And I love the fact that we go and we're canceling people from the past who, you know, like somehow we would have been different. Yeah. No, yeah. we wouldn't have no, been. No, we would have but, fallen in line. And, and look, we, we, we benefit right now from the ability to look backwards. Right. And I tell this to people all the time about, about critical race theory. Right. I know it's a theory and it's critical and it's about race and we should be afraid and all right. that. But it's, it's simply history. Yeah. You know, I didn't do it. I wasn't I, responsible for it. But we should learn from it and go, you know what? They screwed up. Maybe we should learn from it and we not screw up. And that is why it must be. And, I, and they call it critical race theory. That is something that's taught in university. But we do, should be teaching real history. I mean, let, uh, let's talk about this because this uh, I'd really like to hear what you have to say. I don't think it's wrong for us to get rid of the myth that Christopher Columbus was a great guy. Do you? And no, I want your I, honest answer. I never thought he was a great guy. Well, I did. I grew up learning that he was a great guy. And I'm from Panama. See, I grew up learning that he was a, he was a conqueror. Yeah. So, you know, with a conqueror comes... Criminality. Yes. Okay. He won. The winners, winners write the history. I, I, so I, you go and you think of all the horrible things that have happened throughout history. Yeah, sure, we whitewashed it to say, hey, the winners were the right. you know, were the great ones. What did they do? They slaughtered people. And But what I what I think is important, and, and, and I think even some Democrats don't like the idea of just telling the real history. I and think, Columbus didn't found America. I mean, <laughs> people were here, man. How can, yeah. Yeah, you know, How can you go, hey, can you move over? We're founding yeah. this place. So, no, I, I just want, I want, you know, Rick, you haven't done anything wrong. Oh, right? I know I haven't. No, no, but 
<laughs> and I haven't done anything wrong either. No. Okay. Our ancestors in, in different places and different things have done it. And we learned that we should, you know, as we became more humane, as we became more social, we became that it's not a good thing to do. Yeah. But here's the other part. Yeah. You know, my, you know I had an aunt who went back and did our, our family trees. Mm -hmm. And here's what I know. Yeah. I know. Be careful, you may find out you have a little bit of black gene in you. Probably do. We yeah. actually do. Yeah. Um, also, but you know, a lot of Indian. I, yeah. You know, my grandfather's side lived. His mother lived on a reservation. Right. And they got bounced around. But uh, I know no one in our in our tree owned anyone. Right. Oh, no, uh, oh really? Not, not in okay, this you're my friend now. Then. Okay. No. And so, so when we talk about slavery, you mm -hmm. go, okay, you know, very few people owned people. Mm -hmm. There are a few people who did really well. Right. I look at Brian Kemp, the governor right. of, of of Georgia. His yeah. family owned some folks. And the, Tul the, the Tulsa mayor. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of this stuff where you know, if we're talking about all of this, maybe we talk about specifics and how to, how to maybe write those in a certain way. Yeah. And but the, the other thing, Rick, that has to be acknowledged is. And, you know, I don't know where you stand on when people talk about privilege and all that kind of stuff. But those things are real. Sure. OK, uh, because if I if I guarantee you, I, I, I tell you a quick. I, I've had negative re interactions with police. Yeah, I have never I've never been shot. Right. But it's not only about being shot. The, the first time a cop treated me nicely, I was going to my to do my radio show at KPFT. And he stopped me. And I know I was stopped for driving while black because I know I didn't go into that intersection. And, but he stopped me and he was very, very nice. And he said, you know why I stopped you? No, I don't. He said, you, you, you shifted in, in the uh, intersection. I didn't, I'm sure of it, but he just, I, I was in the wrong neighborhood, you I guess. shifted? In other words, I changed lanes. Oh, you changed lanes, in, okay. In, 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 the, in the intersection. But he was very nice okay. and I kept on, I kept my hands on the steering wheel. I told him, I'm not moving, I need to go to my back pocket. I'm living my life. That's how I interact with them. And he was smirking as I'm saying that, you know, but he was very respectful and, and so forth. Yeah, see, so, now I got. I have a similar story. Mm -hmm. You know, I was racially profiled right. a number of times. Right. Uh, I had a friend who was a, a policeman on the on the east side of Cleveland, and uh, if you know anything about Cleveland, Cleveland's a fairly yeah, segregated, segregated city. Yeah. East side is is very very black neighborhoods. Uh -huh. It's all uh, it's all high high poverty. Right. So two o'clock in the morning, I'm driving you know through East Cleveland. Right. And the policeman pulls me over. Uh huh. And he walks up to the car, and like you, he goes, "You know, I pulled you over." I go, "No." He goes, "I just want to know if you're lost." Oh, but that's a race that rule. That was a profiling to protect you. <laughs> and that's the difference in yeah. th that really is the difference in privilege. Right. He didn't assume I was there for any criminal right. reason. He thought I was lost. And he needed to protect you. Yeah. I mean, so so if, if you want to, that's the that's reality in yes. the world that we're in. Yes. And I understand that. But, you know, I, but I, I, I'm going to tell you, Rick, it's your responsibility as this good old white guy to reflect that. Oh, I've said that all the time. Doing, when know. we talk about racial profiling, I tell that story all the time. Okay, okay, that's good. Because I've been profiled a bunch. Mm -hmm. But, but it's usually been positive. But let me finish my story because it's a quick one. I went ahead and I gave that cop kudos that night on my show. You would not imagine the flack I got for it from progressives. That's what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Da, 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 da. No, and I said, it's true. Yeah. But you know what? I felt if you give the positive affirmation to folks who are doing their job, it may induce others to do the same. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so my thing wasn't, I wanted to take a stance on how, uh, you know, what's going on. I wanted to say, if you're not, if you are not moving the problem forward, I mean, making the problem better forward, what's the point? If, no, I, if, if you individually yeah. does do well, as opposed to, 
putting that out there. And maybe other cops would hear. And you know what? Other cops called in uh, and, and said, made interesting statements. Like, well, you know, I don't really do that. But, you know, because what I did is I, after I left, I turned around and I said, you know, this guy was nice. Let me take a picture with him. Stupid me. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. This guy could have thought, why is he coming around? And, you know, I looked at him and put my hands on and said, hey, man, I want to take a picture with you because I, and, and he did it, you know. So but the thing about it is I think we have to change the paradigm. Yep. And the paradigm is not stay in the status quo. You stay in your silo. I stay in my silo and we do these things. You can't. You got to get away from that. And your voice and our voices, that's what it's all there for. No, I, I remember when the whole defund the police thing came up. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I got to be honest, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, I support the police. Right. When they're not wrong. Right. But the, the thing about it, and I asked the question, the moniker, the, the defund the police moniker, you knew the Republicans oh, were going to use it. But, but that's not what it meant. But over, 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 well, yeah, but then it's like anything in politics. If you're explaining, you're losing. You lose, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I said from the beginning, I support the police when they're not wrong. When they do things wrong, you have to hold them accountable. Yes. We give them a lot of power. We give them a lot of authority. They have to not abuse that. Right. But I think you're right. I think in the times when they are doing their jobs and they are doing it well, you do need to you do need to give them a pat I, on the back. Everyone, I, I think that's part of the reason we're having such a hard time recruiting yes. police and why we're getting in a lot of places right. some of the some of the wrong people. Yes, you know some of the wrong people are now becoming uh, policemen because you know we're going to crack down. Right. We're gonna, whatever the, it's it's. It seems like we're sending the wrong message. And I and I like like I said, for me, it's not about ego or any of those things when it comes with dealing with folks now it's about what can you do to actually make the society better but here rick we're coming at the closer here and from the great top 100 guy i mean you guys are you're great. rubbing that aren't you i'm rubbing that in man for you know tell me give me a closer brother look i think we can make really great strides in the next couple of years uh you know politically at the end of the day it's about us coming together and i look at this event uh, there's a lot of energy, a lot of activism mm -hmm. here. I'm hoping what comes out of this are people getting back into the streets, talking to friends and yeah. neighbors, and bringing us back to the center of the road. We got to get off the sidewalks, throwing platitudes and and angry talking points at each other. We got to get back into the middle of the road, mix it up, and figure out as a working class, as a as a society of people who you know look who, who work for a living, how we're going to move forward, how we're going to make this a better place for our kids, and how we're going to make the future something worth inheriting with from our children so for me that's that's why i'm here why i hope this this event is successful and uh, kind of what we're working towards rick smith rick smith show one top 100 <laughs> you thank you so kind of for being thank you Egberto, i appreciate it absolutely thanks so much we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand we try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes it flies above the fray etc if you really like these videos that we do I want to ask a big favor please go ahead number one subscribe to our channel and number two please join if you can thank you so kindly for watching keep watching please remember to share